Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Daily Money Show. My name is Kent Brown, co-founder here at Granger and Brown. This is the Daily Money Show for Tuesday, August 18th, 2020. And on this podcast, we talk about anything and everything to do with the world of money, but we educate you as well because finance, economics, investments can be extremely confusing and people just don't have time to figure those things out. That's where this show comes in. We take that confusing world, simplify it so that you feel more empowered because you become more knowledgeable. And with that knowledge, you can make better decisions with your money. Now, you can get the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, and TuneIn Radio. Just search for The Daily Money Show. You can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Most articles I talk about will be posted to those pages if you'd like to review those. And while you're there, definitely like and follow us. All right, on today's episode, Sven Heinrich of Northman Schrader sees potential spike in the VIX which would be bad for stocks. Also, delinquencies hit highest level since 1979, and Verizon announces a deal with Disney. We'll talk about that. Let's jump into the markets for today. The S&P 500, there it is. There it is. First time since February 19th. It barely got over the previous all-time high. It has now set a new all-time high for today, August 18th, closing at 33.89. It was up 0.23% on the day. That is a new all-time high in the S&P 500. The Dow finished the day at 27,777. Was it 27,777? Uh, sorry, 27,778. Excuse me. It was down 0.24% on the day, down roughly 6% from its recent all-time high. And the NASDAQ finished today also, along with the S&P 500, the NASDAQ finished at a new all-time high as well, 11,211, It was, or excuse me, 11,210. It was up 0.73% on the day. All right, well, there it is, new all-time high in the S&P 500. Meanwhile, we have record delinquencies, which we'll talk about. I say record, most since 1979, which we'll talk about in a sec. We've got 28 plus million Americans on some type of unemployment insurance, and we've got unemployment higher than the worst part of 2008. Yet here we are, stock market just hit an all-time high. I say stock market, S&P 500. So are we facing an epic stock market bubble that is detached from reality? Here's a tweet from Sven Heinrich of uh, Northman Trader from this morning. Uh, he texted or he tweeted out yesterday's markets closed with a valuation of 178.4% market cap versus GDP, a new all time high. Hashtag documenting the bubble. So he provides a chart with the tweet. Just to give you an idea, again, that was yesterday. We finished at 178.4% market cap versus GDP. In 2000, in that bubble, at least on this chart, the highest point previous to where we are now is the 2000 tech bubble, right? In that time period, this this measure or this uh, market cap versus GDP 
it didn't even reach 150%. Today or yesterday, we finished at 178.4%. Market cap versus GDP. Now, a few days ago, Sven put out an article uh, titled VIX 46 Part 2. All right, so when you hear VIX, you might be thinking like, oh, what is that? That's the volatility index, all right, the VIX. And it basically what the VIX does or what you, when you look at the VIX, the lower that number on the VIX, the lower the volatility, typically translating to higher prices in stocks or high, the market moving higher, right? So uh, when you have a long-term bull market, you'll see that VIX number go way down, right? Typically, you know, for example, before the, our February episode, right? So before that time frame, the VIX would stay between 10 and 20, all right? And with that, nut, that type of low volatility, right, you can see that type of bull market before the February episode where the market goes higher and higher. It's when we get the sudden spikes in volatility, right? The large ups and downs, that's those sudden spikes in the VIX that like we have like a situation we had in February, March, all right, where the VIX spiked up into the 80s, which is insane, or the December 2008 scenario, right, as the market tanked right into Christmas Eve, uh, the 2008 market crash, right? These are the times when you see a, a, a spike in the VIX, all right? And so, and, and those numbers I'm talking about, that's from Yahoo Finance uh, via the handy-dandy little iPhone app. But as far as the VIX, what it closed at today, 21.51 is where we closed today. And it's that's lower than we've been in months. All right. So again, the title of his article, VIX 46 Part 2. But And, and if we were, if the VIX was at 46, I mean, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be good for stocks, okay? So back in January of this year, Sven wrote part one called VIX 46, where he called for a, a spike in the VIX. Uh, again, meaning calling for a spike, meaning that uh, the VIX would spike up, volatility, and then markets come down, all right? So that was back in January. Well, the next month in February, we all know what happened, Okay. Now, here he is again a couple of days ago talking about another spike in the VIX. So let me read a little bit from his article. Uh, here he is, uh, which brings me to the here and now SPX got within a whisper of the February highs. I mean, this is from a couple of days ago this week and may still make new all-time highs as long as valuations and reality don't matter, I suppose. But from my perch, VIX is setting up for another spike. And I outlined my rationale this morning on CNBC, and I'll let that clip, or excuse me, I'll let the clip speak for itself. So, he, there little clip on CNBC, and in the clip he says that from his perspective, markets are extremely overpriced and at risk for a spike in the VIX. Now, listen to what he says in the st- about the stock market in his article. Some people may celebrate new market highs in the face of catastrophic pain for millions. 
And I get it, 401ks have been saved, a sigh of relief that the damage has been averted, so I understand the sense of joy in that. But personally, and this is a really contrarian view, I think it's a tragedy for two reasons. One is the obvious, none of the market gains are earned. They are a bailout and they are based on multiple expansion, not on anything really fundamental based. So if you want to take pride and joy in gains delivered by a committee, Federal Reserve, be my guest. But no, he doesn't say Federal Reserve in there. He just says committee. But know that what it is, or excuse me, but know what it is, nothing else. Markets wouldn't be anywhere near here were it not for the trillions of dollars in bailouts. We may want to pretend that all of this is consequence-free. My view is it's not. All this debt, all these divergences and divisions are making society and our economy ever more fractured and therefore ever more unstable in the long run. In this context, perhaps VIX 46 is eventually way too conservative. So that's, that's a question right there. That and the, and the question that we might not want to know the answer to is what are the potential consequences of our central bank, the Fed, dumping trillions of dollars basically into the stock market? And as he says, quote, markets wouldn't be anywhere near here were it not for trillions of dollars in bailouts, meaning markets wouldn't be anywhere near the highs where we are right now if it wasn't for trillions of dollars in bailouts. Now, maybe one scenario, maybe a a potential scenario or potential consequence is that we are in one of the most epic bubbles in the stock market of all time. And maybe that 34% drop that we saw in February was just the trailer before the actual movie starts. Right? Maybe the bubble was popping already back in February and the Fed threw some duct tape on there and then blew it back up again. And here we are again at the all-time high. But again, as he says, markets wouldn't be anywhere near here were it not for trillions of dollars in bailouts. So what will be the consequences of what the Fed's actions, central bank actions around the world... We're going to see. We'll see how this all plays out. Uh, We'll see, uh, as far as Sven, when he says the VIX setting up for another spike, we'll see if he's right. Uh, If he is right and the VIX is setting up for another spike, then we could have some potential uh, pretty bad times in stocks in, in the future. So we'll see how that all unfolds, where that goes. All right, so let's jump to... The real world now, this is an article from NPR from today. Loans for first-time home buyers see record delinquencies. Here's a little bit from the article. The Mortgage Bankers Association says nearly 16% of Federal Housing Administration insured loans are delinquent. FHA loans are delinquent, the highest level in records going back to 1979. So we've got, again, tens of millions of people 
right now on some type of unemployment. Uh, we've got records going back to 1979 for delinquencies. Uh, you know, the economy itself, or at least for a lot of people right now, they're in a really tough time. And yet at the same time, you've got stock market at all time highs. So uh, potential, just a little bit crazy, but we'll see how it all unfolds. Uh, we might be in for an interesting 12 months or so uh, as we see what happens with this economy as it unfolds and uh, we'll see where it goes. So real quick, let's touch on this for the day. Uh, this is Verizon actually making a deal with Disney, Verizon Wireless. Uh, this is from TheVerge.com. Verizon now including full Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus bundle with some unlimited plans. All right, so Verizon announces a deal with Disney where if you're a Verizon customer... Now, you've got to be on the Play More or Get Unlimited plans. I guess it's the two top-tier plans. If you're on those two, one of those two unlimited plans with Verizon, starting August 20th, you're going to get Disney Plus, Hulu, and I guess like with commercials, and ESPN Plus for free. Now, that bundle by itself is basically $12.99 a month. So if you're a Verizon customer or if you're thinking about switching to Verizon, you get those for free. Pretty cool. Also, keep in mind Verizon uh, on those two plans, the the top tier plans, uh, they also include Apple Music or Verizon also includes Apple Music. So if you're a customer or you're thinking about being a customer, if and you have any of those other services, Apple Music or Disney Plus or ESPN Plus and whatnot, just keep in mind, you might want to do the math. You know, that's 23 bucks a month that you'd be saving just to be on one of those plans. See if it makes sense for you. But if it does, then it might be a way to save a little bit of money. Uh, on the lesser plans or unlimited plans with Verizon, to get that bundle that's $12.99 a month, I guess you can pay an extra 6 bucks a month and you'll get the bundle, right? So if you're on the, one of the top plans, you get it for free. If you're on one of the lower tier plans... You pay six bucks a month and you get that bundle, Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. So check it out. See if it works for you. See if you can save a little bit of money. Real quick, before I end the day, let me go over my current positions. I am my largest position. I'm long an ETF that tracks 20-year treasuries. That's my long, excuse me, I can't talk. That's my largest position. And then I have very tiny positions that are short an ETF that tracks tech stocks and short an ETF that tracks small caps. And those two are tiny positions. My largest position, long uh, ETF that tracks 20-year treasuries. All right, that's all we've got for today. We'll talk to you again on Friday. And remember, as always, bad debt equals lots of regret. Bye now. All information and materials discussed on this podcast are for educational purposes only. Opinions expressed on this podcast are based on information considered reliable, but Granger and Brown cannot guarantee the accuracy of the information, nor should it be relied upon. The host is an active trader who may be invested in securities or investments discussed on this program in which he may take long or short positions. 
Also, the host's trading may be short-term in nature, and positions disclosed should not be taken as investment advice nor recommendation to buy or sell any securities or investments. The information discussed on this podcast should not be used as a recommendation to buy or sell any securities or investments or taken as investment advice. There could be real risk of loss by following any opinions or investment strategy discussed on this podcast as prices regarding securities or investments may rise or fall dramatically depending on the market environment. Current or past performance is no guarantee of future results. Investments or securities discussed on this podcast may not be suitable for any individual's situation. Individuals should seek advice from a licensed investment professional or professionals regarding their own personal investment situation, time horizon, or needs. Returns and information in this podcast are estimates only and might not be exact. There are risks when investing in real estate, including liquidity risk, in which the sale of your real estate purchase could take a prolonged amount of time. Also, if you choose to sell your real estate purchase, you might have to sell it for less than what you originally paid. There are also risks and possible tax consequences associated with investing in real estate inside an IRA. Granger & Brown Investments is not a registered investment advisor or broker-dealer. Granger & Brown Investments is not an accounting firm and does not give tax advice regarding any security or any real estate transaction. You may want to consult with an accountant, attorney, real estate agent, or financial advisor before proceeding with any transaction regarding securities or real estate.